I've been known to three time it. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> That's what I love about our show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Joe, Dr. Energy Piazza. Rara is in the house. Catherine Asaro Myers. Welcome back to BU Network Podcast, conversations worth having. On our podcast, you can expect three things. One, the BU guest moment. Two, the BU moment. And three, the BU final moment. As promised, we are giving you a very special audible on each show. Your job, well, not your job, it's to find it. You know the game Where's Waldo? Well, here we will ask you to listen for that audible. You know that show where they say, good evening. Mm-hmm. What show is that? It was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie with Robin Williams. Yes. Good morning. He was Vietnam. in the army. Good morning, Vietnam. That's sort of what was going through my head here. I'm thinking about that. But yeah. So good evening, Dr. Energy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our BU moment and where we're at physically and mentally and any other spiritual comments that we might want to make <laughs> where are where in the universe is dr joe and Catherine? <laughs> yes yes who would you like to go first you want to flip a coin rock paper scissors how do you want to do this ah uh, i let's go it's international we are actually recording on international <gasps> woman's day right. today so i would like to empower you to be the first to speak thank you so much and yes it's international women's day And I guess this is the day that we can say we're empowered because it's International Women's Day. Although I feel that every day, I thank you for letting me go first. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. My VU moment for today, it was, this was an awesome day today. So I have a lot of great empowerment. I went to a hot yoga class today. I hadn't really done hot yoga in a while because I go to yoga, but I wasn't sure. So I did it. That was eye-opening man you head to toe like I or was opening too i would imagine <laughs> whoa gosh bound one foot balancing you know i mean i do this when i'm standing in my bridge room mm-hmm. because that's where i am right now and i'll take different poses but when you've got 40 people around you and that energy and you, oh wow like, it'd be I, like dominoes right one person falls oh, over into another person <laughs> gosh i'm thinking if i tip to the left too much she is on her face so that was that was really a great moment for me today and then it didn't end there so after that we went and took a walk because i thought why do one thing when you can do two it was gorgeous out right but let me just let me double it up like they say in the casino, you know, press double it up. Down. When you, yeah, when you're playing dice, sometimes they call it craps and you yep. want to press it. Press so that's it. what I was doing today. I was pressing it and it felt great. I thought, okay, this is exactly three weeks ago where my head was at. I'm going to do two different activities a day, hmm. not right after each other either. So, right, right yeah, today I'm right now i'm in my bridge room i'm feeling fantastic and this is exactly the way i want to see myself doing things moving forward dimitri has a 
really great program for me. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking outside. It's dark now because we're at this moment, it's evening. And <laughs> I didn't quite eat dinner yet, which is a little late. But um, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. So I'm like lean and mean and a little bit hungry. And that's great. And I, <laughs> Look at world. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in the way of a woman on International Women's Day when she's going towards her. Food. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm feeling good and mentally I'm feeling good because we will be discussing mental health. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I was sharp, clear, clear with myself mm -hmm. and that I was really feeling the love for me. So that way I could pour that into our show right, later right. tonight. Tell us about you. Well, I'm uh, here in Ottawa in my office as usual. And it was a beautiful, I, I don't know what the weather was like in Toronto today, but here in Ottawa, it was a beautiful mm -hmm. sunny day. Uh, and in support of my own mental wellness, I made sure I got outside for a nice walk today um, in the sun. You know, we know that being out in nature is really, really helpful to your mental wellness and your sense of connection to yourself and to others. And the fact that I live so close to the Ottawa River that I can be, you know, it's a 20 minute walk from where I live to the river and then I can go walk east or west along right beside the river. And it's just the sun coming out, you know, glinting off the water mm -hmm. and the ice is melting and you can hear it dripping in places and see the sun, you know, dripping through, shining through the dripping water. And oh, it was just, it was, a, it was a beautiful day. So um, just really enjoying the um after effect of having been outside in nature today that's a great vision you were outside but i wasn't getting that view that was mm -hmm. amazing but it it's, did feel great to have the air going right through our you know through our heads mm -hmm, it's so mm -hmm. nice to have that. i have had, actually had the windows open today too in the in my place so getting some fresh air you know blowing through through my living space is you know renewing things and clearing it out it's really nice I had the heat on in the windows. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make up my mind. I was confused. I forgot to mention my 10-pound dumbbell, by the oh, way. Right. I, don't, I don't want to hurt its feelings on International Women's Day. <laughs> I'm sure people are wondering because we talk about it every episode. That's right. Like, how could I... See, I did two activities and I dumped the dumbbell. Like, that shows you where my head is at. I'm going to make mm -hmm. sure I trip on it. Like, I put it right where I can see it. Just don't, today. Just don't break a toe step when you, no, when you trip yes. over it. You're right. I just, I didn't pick it up. So I'll move it a little bit over so I can see it because today I left it for another activity. So I really <laughs> oh no, did. you're two-timing uh, it. <laughs> I am. I did. I two-timed it with two other things. Maybe that's three times. <laughs> three-timing it? Maybe. I don't know. I've been known to three-time it. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> that's what I love about our show. Maybe talk about these things and we have no idea they're going to come up that's <laughs> none <us>. whatsoever <laughs> they just show up for us like yep. like a baseball score yep well dr energy we have lots to talk about mm -hmm. with our guest and yes. on the subject of mental health and accomplishment and personal goals and mm -hmm. our deep passion for exercise and fitness Let's hop on over to hear Kim Rossi because she's got an awful lot to share with us tonight. Okay, that sounds awesome. We'll see you on the other side. All right, ciao. Ciao. Be you study. 
Be more at ease in your communication so you too can have conversations worth having. What is BU Study? A private, online room to rehearse impromptu speaking, receive instant feedback and achieve quick results, and feel confident that no one is laughing unless you're telling a joke. Plug in anytime, anywhere. Study with seasoned pros. Access your customized feedback. Then speak with ease and build amazing relationships. Dr. Energy, what a great day and evening we have today. What do you think? Yes, it is. Beautiful, sunny day, International Women's Day. It's an incredible day. Right. So by the time our audience hears that, they'll know that we have a great woman on with us today. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you a few things that the audience will hear what Kim wants us to talk about. Then I'm going to tell you a few really good things about her that she just doesn't know I'm going to say. Let me start with that. Kim is a good friend and Kim is such an inspiration to so many people for so many reasons. So one thing I want to say about Kim is she is a power woman for so many reasons. She lifts amazing, amazing weights. When Kim does something, she does it to the umpteen degree and she does it like no one else ever could. <laughs> but like you just have to know that about Kim. Like that's the first thing. And then some of the more formal things that I'll say is that Kim is a radio and TV host journalist. Now, Kim has been in this industry for many years. I'll let her give us some of the background. Now Kim's in the world of nonprofit, raising money and brand awareness for Pathstone Mental Health, a children's mental health organization in Niagara. When not chasing down funds or writing a press release or planning a signature event, Kim does some really cool TikTok videos with her 13-year-old daughter, Danica. She plays piano, and then she moves some major weight in the gym, exactly what I was talking about. I'm going to let Kim tell us about these amazing things that she does. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Hey, Kim. <laughs> that, that's quite an in- that, Thank you. It's quite an intro. Well, you're quite the woman. I, I There are so many things I want to talk about, but I would really like to start with you do these amazing things, like you power lift and you do jumping handstands. Can you just talk to us a little bit? Most people have no clue what that's like, and they didn't even know their bodies could invert and do those things. <laughs> oh, there's amazing things your body can do if you train it or allow it to, I guess. And age is not a factor for, um, for this type of exercise. So I joined a CrossFit gym and I know people like roll their eyes when they hear CrossFit, but I joined Mm -hmm. one about seven years ago after I wasn't really seeing anything new at the traditional gym. Um, and Catherine, that's how we met so many moons ago when my daughter was an infant. So 13 years ago, almost 14. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I joined a, a CrossFit club and it was, I couldn't do a single pull up and now I could, and then I needed a band to do one and then I could do countless and, and then it just continues to evolve from there. And so, yeah, the, the latest and greatest, I guess, are the, you know, bar muscle ups and, uh, and the handstand pushups. Yes. And if I remember correctly, Kim, you really, sorry, Dr. Yeah, Andy, you really were not interested in working out, like you said, 14 years ago. It wasn't really on your, in your real house at that moment because you were holding an infant. Yeah, I always exercised, but I didn't get this intense about it. And this now is more about, like, I met some amazing people that are like a second family. The community right. there is great. So everyone checks on the other if they're not there at 6 a.m., right. like they're missing. And mm. it's funny because our 
our gym was closed on Friday because they were doing renovations. So I gathered eight of us that usually go at 6 a.m. in the morning and we went to hot yoga instead altogether. <laughs> like it was, it's just, you know, we go to each other's things and cheer each other on and it's, it's really good community. It, it's a, it's an incredible community. And, and I remember, and there's a joke that, you know, a lot of people kind of have about people who do CrossFit. It's like, how do you know if somebody's in CrossFit and Don't just worry, wait, they'll tell they'll you. Tell yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it. Yeah. And it's true. And, and yeah, we drink the we drink the cola, but at the end of the day, I'm like you said, Catherine, I'm moving heavy weight, and that's not even really the best part about it. Is I'm like I know I can lift whatever it is in everyday life because mm-hmm. I was trained to do it properly, right? Right, of course. Now this is not a hobby. This is really like a mission for you now, right? Like you're not going to let this go. This isn't something you do it three times a week. You're committed. Yeah. No, it's like five or six, five times at least sometimes mm. six and competitions come up every couple of months. So mm. we just did one. There was another one this past weekend that I couldn't do because my daughter had her dance comp, but, um, but yeah, I try and do what I can do. It takes me a little longer to recover than it did a few years ago, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So, so what does it mean? So this let's touch on it because both Dr. Joe and I have a big, strong history and background in this field so when you're talking about competition what does that mean like you're going to the gym and doing what and for how long to get ready for that um well you know what we're always conditioning for competition mm-hmm. you know every day uh crossfit's different every single day the workouts are never the same um the requirements are never the same so you know when we know that we're ramping up for competition we'll practice some moves a little bit more often than we would usually like rope climbs and handstand push-ups and bar muscle-ups and ring muscle-ups and that kind of work. And then it's not a, like double-unders, which are double skips. Um, that's not stuff we do every single day because you know, it, it is tolling on your shoulders and on other parts of your body. So we know when we're getting into comp mode, we need to start building up those skills so we can at least give the best effort. And we do a lot of cardio conditioning because being able to control your breathing during heavy weights and then Cardio bursts is essential. If you lose your, if you lose your breath, you're finished. So Kim, let's talk about this other aspect of your life. Like you're not competitive, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not competitive when it comes to other people. Like I, I don't try to beat this person or that person. Right. It's it's more about mm. you know putting in more than I did the last time. So, are you speaking of the? If you're speaking of the gym, still, I'll just give you a quick story. We were yes, yes. There was an R an RX weight, and like the RX weight means it was prescribed, like that's the weight requirement. And in this mm-hmm. one competition, and there was no modification. You either did it or you didn't. And I knew with the partner I had, he was gonna be able to lift this weight, and I hadn't been able to do it a single time at the gym. And so I was a little bit nervous that as soon as we hit this point in the workout, I we'd be at a standstill. And we also had to do it in sync. So we had to be pulling the, the weight at the same time and finish at the same time. And so I was a little bit nervous, but then found another sort of strategy in order to get it overhead to be able to do it. So in comp, I, I was able to pull that weight 12 times where I couldn't even pull it a single time at the gym wow. beforehand. So it was maybe a little bit of adrenaline and I, and I didn't beat anybody or whatever, but I did more than the one I, I was able to do beforehand. So to me, that was a win. That was a mm. victory. 
That's awesome. That, there's, I was at a, uh, I'm in Toastmasters and I was at a, hmm. a meeting this week. It's uh, it's a group actually of all, of all women supporting women and the theme of the meeting and I'm an area director, so I get to go and visit all the different clubs. And the theme of the meeting was about that, about being a better you and just about right. personal improvement and, and I guess competition with yourself on totally. doing better each time out. Yep. That's exactly right. And you have a whole team there doing that right along with you and your community of supporting one another, mm -hmm. right? You're not only cheering each other on, it's becoming <laughs> a real tight community. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, with community, it was every time I pulled that weight once, my whole team was behind me screaming. You could hear it. And that part keeps you, you know, keeps you going and motivates you too. It does. It does. And it, it's okay to segue into, because I'm thinking when you said screaming on, how you get a chance to do that for your amazing daughter, for Danica, and what <laughs> she's doing, right? Like, I can see that smile on your face. Like, Danica has also decided to dive into or delve into, I guess it's competitive because it's it is. dance. And with, so tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. So she started about three years ago dancing just in general. And then after year one, she got asked to audition for the competitive team. And I thought, okay, this is where the checkbook comes out now, right? Like this is where, this is where, it, but she was really excited to do it and made the team. And then every year she, she gets a little bit more into the competitive. So the first year she had one dance and the second year she had two. And now she's up to three this year, including a solo. And, you know, a team effort is, is always extraordinary. If you can get everybody to do the exact same thing, mm. these are teenage, teenagers we're talking about, <laughs> at the exact same time, that's, that's a miracle in itself. But when she had the, the guts to do the solo, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can take this. And it's funny because if you ask her to get up in front of a room, she might be a little bit nervous. But if you get, ask her to dance or... Um, act or do like, anything more dramatic in front of a room, she's, she, she has no problem. No and, problem. And she and I are the opposite. I can talk in front of a room of thousands, but don't ask me to play piano in front of anybody or sing or do whatever. I, would to I have total stage fright. So it's funny how she and I are very similar in some aspects and very different in others. You make the perfect mother-daughter pair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny, I think. So, it, you know, it's, it's probably that, for her at least, that she gets to be this different person, or, or maybe it's more of who she really is, and mm -hmm. lets that come out when she's in front of people dancing or acting or playing the dramatic part. And it's just it's something that speaks to her soul. Right. Yeah. Well, even if you ask her who she thinks she looks like, her mother or her father, she's like, I look like me. That's always <laughs> been her answer. She doesn't think there's a trace of either of us in her, which is funny. That's funny. And Somebody who's confident you, in herself. Yep. And yet when you stand Danica next to you, and I saw the picture today or yesterday that you posted it, of course she looks like both her mother and father, but she looks so much like you in the picture that I saw. <laughs> yeah, so it's much. true. Yeah, that's but true. But she looks like her. She looks like her, like Danica, but she resembles you. And we applaud, we applaud Danica for her accomplishments and, yeah, and to you for spearheading that with her because it was un, un territory. It was untreaded territory. Yeah, true. True enough. Right? I mean, I, I danced as a kid, but not like this, not this mm. level. Right. That, that's great. Um, she's really amazing. And again, applause to you. Now, Kim, oh, you also dove into, you're welcome. You also dove into something else, which is 
fundraising. Now that's another mm. sport. <laughs> Can you <laughs> it really contact is. sport? <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell us full body you, contact. Yeah, right. You do this twenty four seven. So tell us a little bit about how this ends up being part of your life, if you don't mind. This totally happened by accident, and um, I'll blame my friend, my good friend from Montreal, Paul Angiuskevich, for roping me in. I, when I was in radio in Montreal, I sat on her board for the Royal Victoria Hospital Foundation. It was the Women and Children's Board. And I was only on for a couple of uh, meetings. And then I ended up moving from Montreal back to Niagara. And she and I have been friends since I got to Montreal. So uh, probably almost 20, uh, about 20 years now. And she ended up taking a job in Niagara, of all places, as the president of the Hospital Foundation. <laughs> and she said, I'm moving to Niagara and I'm going to make you my major gifts officer. And I said, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and she said, don't worry. It's about networking and making contacts and you'll, you'll be great. And so it took her, and I, I'm not a spontaneous person by nature. So it took me about three months, three months to think about it and three months on her end to try to convince me to take it. At the time I was doing corporate sales for a theater company and I absolutely adored the people I was working for. Um, but I thought, you know, this, this is something that will allow me to make an impact on the community that I was born and raised in and still love. And um, I'll get to work with a very good friend of mine who I respect and let's give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And so I took it. And within three weeks, I remember walking into her office, shutting the door and saying, thank you for making me take this job. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And so what a major gifts officer is, it is someone that is seeking donations of, and every organization defines a major gift as a different amount, but right. anywhere from like 10 to 25,000 is probably the starting point up into right. the millions. Right. And so you're working with people to connect them with your cause and to connect with their uh, desires philanthropically. And then from there presenting them with a meaningful enough case that everyone feels good about the transaction. Like that's really, it is a transaction, but everyone has to feel good about it or else it's just not going to work. And whatever their whatever their motives are, if it's you know a tax receipt, if it's a recognition, if it's you know close to their heart for another reason, it doesn't matter as long as you can match their needs with yours. You're yes. you're golden. So I was there for about a year, and then Paul Ann ended up going to the Canadian Cancer Society in Toronto. So I followed, and I mm -hmm. went there and led the uh, major gifts uh, team for the national office. So I was right across the country. And here I am like, this is, I'm a year into the gig. So I'm figuring it out as I go, but I knew I liked it. And I got to work on some pretty amazing projects. Um, I was at Canadian Cancer Society for two years. And then um, Pathstone asked if I'd be interested in talking to them about their foundation. And I did want to stop the commute. I was just commuting from Niagara to Toronto and it was, you know, two hours each way. Wow. So after, after two years, I was kind of done with it. Um, but like probably the best experience of my, you know, nonprofit life was was at Canadian Cancer Society. And then so now I now I run my own little foundation in Niagara. And um, I love that we are not traditional. And um, I meet with what you might call a small donor to a major donor all the time. It doesn't matter if they're raising $300 for us or $300,000 for us. Um, I, I meet with those people and, and we talk about what their desires are and hopes and we try to, you know, help make it happen and then you know obviously it benefits our nonprofit, which was children's mental health for niagara kim what i really love is that pepstone had this project with the garden and i remember talking to you about it and now it's come such a long way can you discuss this project a little bit with our audience 
Sure. Um, my CEO had a vision for a natural playground and healing garden at Pathstone. Mm. And what a natural playground and healing garden looks like, uh, well, I can tell you what it doesn't look like. There's no, <laughs> there's no swings and climbers and slides and um, anything plastic. Uh, there's nothing of the sort. So right. we take nature in its, in its best form and let's say tip it on its side and allow kids to create their own play using their imaginations versus us telling you, you go up the steps of the ladder and then down the slide. Oh my God, I love step. that. So there's zero um, engagement in that, in that practice. If you look at any playground across Canada, Niagara, wherever, mm. um, it's, it's concrete or you know, asphalt with mm. metal and plastic sitting on top of it. And we're expecting them to have fun at recess. Yeah. Like, are, you, so, are you kidding so, me? It's so sanitized. It's, it's, there's no room. There's not enough room for the imagination and spontaneity at all. Right. And there's no sensory engagement at all. Yeah. Like you're not mm -hmm. getting taste, smell, feel, touch, nothing. Right. Um, so what our space is now is a 10,000 square foot space. There's water. There's a water wall. There's running water. There's berries kids can eat off of the trees. Mm. Um, there are wood chips uh, that they can you know, play with. There are log trees they can climb on. Um, there are paths they can follow. Um, so we've got everything kind of under one space, in one space. There's a music soundscape space. Um, what else is there there? There's a bird's nest, which is a great gathering spot for group uh, therapy meetings or one-on-one -on -one therapy. So a lot of therapists are taking their, their clients outside in oh, the nicer weather to so have nice. therapy. So we know that time spent in nature um, is essential for our mental health and well-being. And for kids that are struggling with mental health issues, it's that much more important. Yes. And this was a vision my CEO had and that he told me this vision before I even took the job. So I knew that that was <laughs> going to be my first project. Mm. <laughs> And I remember saying to him, so how much do you think this would cost? And he goes, I don't know, about $100,000. Well, it was almost $600,000. <laughs> so, so, you know, about 500, 600% more than he thought, but that, that's okay. We got it done. We had it paid for. And um, it's, it's a really lovely space. Um, and I can't wait till spring because this will be our second or like our first full year, but our second spring summer in that space. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's a huge accomplishment. I'm sure you feel very satisfied to have been so so from conception exactly. <laughs> to the end, right? To the end result. You you've been there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that that is a, a and I'm project oriented. I like doing projects. Right. right. Yeah. And that's gotta be so. that's gotta be really fulfilling, you know, that you're you're the, out there making these connections with donors and then having this actual something tangible there that right. as a result of that fundraising. Like that's gotta be just an amazing feeling. Well, it's great for them and anyone that does fundraising to be able to feed back to your donor and say, your support of this provided us with this and mm -hmm. give them visual or allow them to put their name on a stepping stone that is in that play space because we needed an endowment fund. You need to right. continue to make it look as good as it did on day one. Right. Um, the title sponsor or the lead donor of this, uh, of this project Mountain View Homes mm -hmm. was I, I, um, I spoke to the owner Mark Bassiano from idea phase before I even asked him for a cent um, it was about talking to him about the project and, and seeing what his interest was in it. Uh, and then all the way along, and it was months later that he said, I said, these are the levels. And he goes, well, can I be the lead? 
And so <laughs> any, you know, any great fundraiser will tell you that you don't have to ask for the gift. They, if you've done your work, right. they will, they will offer it. Right. So, right. And Kim, the, sorry, I didn't no. mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. And the focus of mental health, can you talk about the reach that Pathstone has with their initiatives? So we are across the Niagara region. We have a population here of 455,000 and we see set, we saw over the last 12 months, 7,600 kids. Wow. Um, that represents about half the actual caseload of mental health uh, issues wow. in Niagara. So we're about wow. four, 16, I'd say 16,000 or so in Niagara. Um, over the last nine months, we opened up eight walk-in clinics. So kids and their families or mm -hmm. families with that want to just talk about their kids maybe their kids aren't ready to come to therapy right. can just drop in just like any medical walk-in clinic same thing but it's for mental health mm -hmm. so there's no appointment no cost no health card no referral no nothing just show up wow. and you'll get a session you know one-on-one -on -one, face to face uh, with a path pathstone clinician any any time that you need it and you have to be a resident of the niagara region you do. You do have to live in Niagara, although, you know, we're not asking for a health card, but you're going to fill out some information when you're there. And, and most people that would come would be somewhere from across the region. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just thinking that it's such yeah. a big attraction in Niagara for different types of, let's say, vacationers or people that come. Right. And, and right. I'm just thinking what happens if people are in from out of out the of particular area, right? Can they yeah. still have access to that? Well, I would say that we would never turn anyone away, just like your hospitals. Right. Um, but it's it's designed for, you know, for the region. Right, of course. And are there any new projects on the horizon that you could discuss so that we could know a little bit about it before anybody else does? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be opening up a ninth walk-in clinic in the city of Thorold. Wow. Nice. So then we are realistically branched out into every municipality pretty much across the region. So now barriers to service aren't an issue. Right. Um, if you live in Fort Erie, there's a walk-in clinic there and the next closest one for you might be Port Colburn and there's one out there too and Niagara Falls and right. you know, so we're, ev we're kind of stretched out everywhere. Now what compares to Pathstone out of the Niagara region? Not that I'm comparing, but I'm just no, thinking, yeah. You yeah, know, there are other programs out there like similar or. That's a, you know what, that's a good question. And this is maybe where my inexperience with um, nonprofit comes from. I don't look around at the other mm -hmm. mental health orgs outside of Niagara. So there's really, we do 97% of children's mental health in Niagara, Pathstone covers. Mm -hmm. The wow. region does a little tiny bit and Bethesda does a little smidge of it too, and that's really it. So we're kind of like, we're it. Um, You're the game. We're, yeah, exactly. So um, outside, of, and I know Hamilton Health Sciences has a children's mental health right. department in their, um, in their hospital. Actually, I right. think it's at McMaster. At McMaster, yeah. At McMaster. And they refer to us, if, because if, if our kids are, are really struggling, they will often be taken mm -hmm. to McMaster versus right. our ER because they have a children's mental health specialty there. And then they will be referred to us when they're done right. if they haven't already you know, been patients. But I really am not super familiar with the Outside. other children's mental health agencies only because from a foundation standpoint, I'm just fundraising with Niagara people for Niagara. <laughs> right. And right. My, but, but my CEO would tell you 
every yes. mental health org from here to Ottawa mm. without a, without hesitation because we work collaboratively with a lot of them to make sure that there's not duplication of service or if we're doing something that's winning, they might want right. to replicate right. what we're doing or vice versa, right? Right. You mentioned um, the word done. So when a, a child or family comes, let's say a child, let's talk about a student, they come and when they do servicing so many, how do you know when someone is done with the service? Well, so if they're going to walk in, we usually, you know, one or two sessions of walk in and they should be okay, but like good to kind of um, self-regulate and, and use the tools given. If they need more than that, then we would triage them. And, and what we do is if they come to walk in for a third time, they get flagged. And then we triage okay. them to see what, what the issue is here. And then we assess whether or not they're brief, which is less than six sessions with a therapist or yes. intensive therapy. And intensive therapy is essentially six or more sessions. Right. So it's up to the clinicians to do that assessment based on what they're seeing presently and what the struggle might be. There could be, it could be a complex case. There could be anxiety and depression. There right. could be an eating disorder with anxiety. Like it just depends on, on the client. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there it would, you know, they would dictate what, what they need and when they're ready to be discharged. Like there's definitely markers along the way. Sure. They're, surve yes. they're surveyed at every session mm -hmm. to see, you know, to measure the improvement and to see how they've done. So it, 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 there is a, you know, obviously a something more scientific system and measurement, uh, than I'm, yeah, you know, than I'm, I'm involved in, but, um, I, I wouldn't even know what the average would be. I know we've had clients as long as two or three years sometimes. Right. And Pathstone is a big physical space, right? So if someone can, can you just describe that a little bit to someone who's never seen it? I mean, not that they can't Google it, but. Right. So we, uh, we built a brand new building two years ago. It's a state of the art facility in that we can address the needs of families in big groups all at the same time. So when we used to do an, an intake session, we would have to meet with the family one-on-one -on -one, and it's about an hour and a half process because we just didn't have the space. Right. And now we have big meeting space. So 25 families can meet at the same time Mm -hmm. Here are the intake process, how, how things are assessed, the programs, et cetera. So instead of doing that 25 times now, we do it once. So right. it's already streamlined the process to reduce the wait times. We do have wait times. We have wait times like every organization across the <laughs> province. Uh, ours, ours aren't as severe as some. Some are, you know, two, three months. Ours could be two to, th two to three weeks. Some, some programs are longer. Some are 100 days. It just depends or sorry, a hundred days, one full year, 365 days. Right. It, right. it just depends on the program that a, a child is accessing. But the walking clinics is, is kind of our answer to be able to offset some of the wait lists. Because if you're on a wait list and you need right. to be seen, go to walk-in. Yeah. You don't have to wait on the wait list and yes. get nothing. Wait on right. the wait list and go to walk-in. Right. So what a fantastic, what a fantastic organization. So Kim, you really are making a difference in the job and the career that you've chosen, like how you got there and your journey to get there and what you're doing now. I'm not asking you to divulge anything that your CEO wouldn't know, but what, what goes on from here? Like after Pathstone, is it, is there something else? Yeah. Well, he knows, like <laughs> 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 he, he knows cause we, he and I've had the same conversation. He's um, probably going to retire in two years and I will retire from Pathstone in two years because I can't, 
imagine working for anyone other than him. He's, mm-hmm. he's probably been, he has been the best person I've ever worked with in that kind mm. of capacity and role. Um, and I, you know, I'm project oriented, so I never kind of do yes. anything too, too long. I'm not that like, I want to work here 40 years. So I get a watch person. <laughs> I, I respect the people that can, that can do it. Like I, I do, I really, I yeah. really do. But um, I probably do something um, more in the private sector. Um, and I'd still like to be part of community um, sponsorships or development or, but on the other side, mm-hmm. I want to be able to choose the charity and vet them properly. And I've got some other ideas in the nonprofit world, but it would be more of my own business thing. Oh, so awesome. that sounds yeah. interesting too. Yeah. Well, we'd like to hear about that along the way. <laughs> yeah. let, us, let us know, keep us in the loop. It's, it, you know, it was a summer, summer dream kind of thing that I put onto paper and um, I've, you know, bounced it off a few people. It, it would just be a matter of, you know, it's, it's risky, right? When you, when you run your own business, you both know. Mm-hmm. And if there's people relying on you for a paycheck, it's, it's even more risky. So Stress, yeah, stressful yeah, too, of course. Right? Yeah. And that's my only hesitation. I'm not a big jumper. Like I'm just, I'll think and then think and then think some more and overthink and then one more time around <laughs> before I decide. Yeah. Well, the good news is you've made a lot of connections there. So in case it gets too stressful, you know, you could just go right over there and they can help you out. <laughs> right. Right. No, I've, no, I've aged out. We only take them up to 18. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe before, in the next two years, maybe you can up the age limit on that. Right. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, up, up to 18 is about all we can handle right you're doing all you can yeah Kim, this is this is such an interesting subject not only to us personally but i know to our audience and there are so many things that can come from this and will come from this podcast today but if it's okay with you what i'd like to do is just kind of go around the room and well, first of all do you have a message that you would like to give to our audience or anyone in particular before we do what we mm. call our bu final moment Yeah, I think in the case of mental illness, and really until I worked in this space, I don't know that I had a full appreciation for uh, what it is. And I'm I'm actually going to say mental health versus mental illness. And and I I think we need to work on our mental wellness. And as a parent, I actually parent differently after my time at Pathstone. And let your kids be their own problem solvers. Don't swoop in and fix everything. Um, I often say to Danica, well, that's great. How are you going to problem solve that? And it doesn't mean I'm not going to help, but I want her to think first and then I can assist if need be. But um, I think we're taking away their opportunity to learn and to learn about failure and, um, and reward. Yep. And then when, when you're not there, say it's college, university, et cetera, you're not there to solve the, the problem or to help them through it, they crumble. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if they're trying to negotiate a climber, let them figure it out. Don't <laughs> climb up there to save them. They don't need saving. Mm. They need strategies. Yep. So that would kind of be my only thing that I've, the biggest thing I should say that I've taken from Pathstone so far. That's a great message, Kim, for parents, yeah. grandparents, aunts, uncles, uncles. to <laughs> let, yeah, uncles, yeah. <laughs> let children come up with their own solution and support. So now I'd like to ask what our BU final moment is, is to give us, us, all of us and ourselves, sometimes it comes up for us too. What is one of your, one of your takeaways? It could be two, but we usually go around the room with one of your takeaways from this conversation with us tonight. 
am I going first? Yes. Yes. But I did most of the talking. That's okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, this, is, this, this is about you. It's not about us. <laughs> so I'll give you a, another couple of seconds to think while I'll give you a description. So BU final moment would be from our conversation, the conversations that we had together from this, what, was a takeaway for you. So not necessarily what you're doing in life, not that you can't talk about that, but from what we developed here tonight. Um, I realized tonight actually how much uh, more I'm anticipating spring, summer now because our playground will be into year two and that much more full and that much more bright and that much more well for the kids that, that use it. Thank you, that's a great that's vision. Awesome. Looking forward to that as well. Dr. Energy, can you mm -hmm. share with us your BU final moment, please? Sure. One, it, it really synthesized or all came together for me just near the end uh, when Kim, when you mentioned about, rather than talking about mental illness, talking more about mental health mm -hmm. and more importantly, mental wellness. And, you know, I, I'm, as a chiropractor, that's very much what I'm about. It's about the wellness of a person. And we look at all the aspects, the physical, the emotional, the mental, and even the spiritual. And we cannot look at people as a set of symptoms or problems or issues. We have to look at the whole person. And when you mentioned that about mental wellness, that just really reinforced that for me. So thank you for sharing that. Great. I'm glad. And Catherine. Thank you. My BU final moment smacked me right between the eyes when Kim was talking about- <laughs> That must have hurt. <laughs> that did hurt. It hurt. And I was, it took me back to like when I was eight because I was thinking, imagine my Sicilian Italian parents saying <laughs> nothing, like letting me figure out the solution and not telling me exactly what they wanted me to do and when they wanted me to do it. Although I did have the red carpet treatment, let me make sure that I make that perfectly clear. But in no way, shape or form was there parenting that consisted of, so what are you gonna do about it now? It was no way, <laughs> Sicilian Italian, it was like, as soon as you opened your mouth, they told you what you were doing next. Uh, Kim, we're all Italian in this Yes. <laughs> yes. So when I heard you say that, I thought, that would have been as foreign as technology to my parents. That <laughs> so my BU final moment is, wow, we've come a long way, baby. And that is so great. I am so happy that we can change, what are we, two generations after our grandparents? So we're one yeah. generation after our parents. Right. And that is amazing because we have already significantly change the world. Kim, this subject is so near and dear to my heart. Thank you so much. And Dr. Energy, mm -hmm. this is awesome. Like, I love your take on it. Our audience is going to love this. And we'd like yes. to keep tabs on you, Kim, so we could stay close to what you've mm -hmm. got cooking. Anytime. You can, you can stay as close as you want to be. <laughs> All right. You said it. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tonight. And we look forward to all that you have to share with us, Kim. Thank you. So thank much. you so much. Yes, thank you for being here, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring. Tell your friends about conversations worth having on BU Network. We really appreciate your reviews, and you can do that on Apple Podcast. Thank you. For show notes and links, go to www.b-u.com 
network forward slash podcasts. Connect with us via our website, www.b-u.network, and build a relationship with us. Sign up to receive information, updates, and your free video training at www.b-u.network forward slash pro. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And thank you for being with us. Ciao. Ciao, baby. Ciao.